Hi everyone, good evening. This is Vintage Girl with a Bow. I am your host, Bibi, and my guest this evening is Minister uh, Derek Williams. Please go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Uh, my name is Joseph Derek Williams. Uh, I go by Derek. Uh, I've been in the ministry for quite a while, since uh, my call into the ministry in 1996. And uh, seen a lot of things over the years. Uh, my time in the ministry has been as a pastor. I pastored uh, for about three years and uh, worked on staff for another three to four years in a particular denomination. And also, uh, since then, I've worked in a capacity of leadership within the churches that I've, I've worked in uh, throughout Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida and now Texas. By any chance, what's the name of the church that you're associated with? Currently, for the uh, since 2009, January 2009, I've been a member and in leadership most of that time at Reunion Church in Dallas, Texas. Okay, Dallas, Texas. Thank you so much, um, Pastor, uh, Minister. I know you. You have been with the Lord since you have been in. Texas, you said, for a, long, a period of time now. Um, and you have shared in different um, churches along the way. Can you please explain to me, you know, how you grow from one church, you know, by changing from one secular church to another? How is it for you? Well, uh, I call to the ministry. I was in the AME church uh, previously. So my call into the ministry, God was very clear to me and I heard him very clearly. Um, with many conversations, he called me specifically to be a family marriage minister. That is what he called me to do. Uh, within the, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, to become ordained, you were going down the line of being a pastor and you would be uh, ordained as a deacon and then move into elder as an ordained elder. But you, your ordination would stand from the time you became ordained forward. And the God that I serve isn't a God of denominations. And I knew that very early on. I've been in AMA church all my life and in Baptist churches for majority of that time as well. So... I heard him clearly when he said, you're gonna be a family minister. He never said where. He just said, this is what I'm calling you to do. And it was very, very clear. At the particular time in which I was called, my marriage was not going well at that time. Um, it wasn't uh, something that was really brought to me and it fell on very soft ears. It was very hard for me to understand how in the midst of the struggles that my wife and I and my two sons were going through at that time, that God, you're going to call me to be a family pastor, family minister. You want me to work with families and I can't take care of my own house. And I'm not doing the things that I need to do in my house. And I sat back and it really was a struggle to receive that until one day sitting, uh, I had a, a part-time job that I drove limousines and I'm from originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I'm driving a limousine, sitting in the French Quarter, and I'm doing a Bible crossword puzzle. 
as I'm doing the crossword puzzle in between the client going into the restaurant, and I'm just sitting there waiting for he, he and his, his wife to come out. And I'm just doing this Bible crossword puzzle. Well, the clue was, um, help now mine, which is Mark 9, 24. Help now mine, and the word was unbelief. And I said, I get it. I get it now. I'm not going to push anymore. I'm not going to push back anymore. I'm going to do as you said. Because I I didn't believe that I was qualified to talk to anyone about marriage at that juncture way back in 1996, 1997. So out of that culmination was me realizing what God had for my life. I just couldn't see it at the time. I didn't know where it was going to take me, how it was going to take me. I knew I was in the church. I was, I was a member of, of the church that I was in at that time in New Orleans. And then we moved to Jackson, Mississippi for my work. I, I stayed there and then I worked into, uh, in the church and walked in and said, okay, I'm going to go down the path to become a minister within the AME church. And I, and I did that. I was ordained in 2000, and from that point on, I started pastoring immediately in a little bitty church in uh, rural Mississippi. It was about a two and a half hour drive to the church from home every Sunday, Um, and I won't belabor that point, but it was just the fact that I had a congregation that I was responsible for, a loving family community church in a small town, and all along, God was preparing me to be where I am today and what I do today without the foundation of going through the different churches. So I stayed in the AME church for about six years, moved to South Florida and throughout the state of Florida, we lived there for about seven years and was within the AME church in Tallahassee and in, in Orlando and then down into Fort Lauderdale area. But there was a, a, a longing to have something more than just pastoral care, which is very, very important. But not one time was I ever called to pastor. There was never a call in my life to pastor. It was just something that I was being obedient to those that had charge over me within the AME church, that I was doing what I was charged to do when called upon to do that and being on staff as an associate pastor. And I had no problem doing that. I recall my pastor in the father in the ministry saying he heard me preach my first sermon and he was like, this is interesting. He says, uh, after my first sermon, he was looking at me and saying, so what do you think? I said, he still hasn't called me to pastor. Particular <laughs> website. And I have, yeah. Had a very simple WordPress, very simple website, nothing fancy, uh, no pictures of any elders, no pictures of any of the ministry leaders, but it had a solid core foundation of what they believe. And I said, honey, let's go check out this church. It was Reunion Church. It sits right next door to Dallas City Hall in downtown Dallas. And we were about 15 to 20 minutes up the road from there. We got there on that Sunday morning. I didn't know who the pastor was. I don't remember the name of the pastor. I just came because of what I read. I didn't listen to any sermons prior to going. 
but being led by the Holy Spirit of, okay, God, is this where you want us as a family? And I did not bring my sons with us in the beginning. It was just my wife and I. And our sons at that time were teenagers and older. So, okay, let's take a look. So we sit there and a gentleman comes walking through the aisle and sits down in front of us and introduces himself as Richard Ellis. And he just starts talking to his first time here. Yes, blah, 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 da, 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 da. He said, well, great. Uh, hope you enjoy the service. And that was it. He walked away. That was the pastor of the church. And unbeknownst to us, we did not know that at the time. Service started. Worship started. Worship uh, team is uh, singing. Uh, a little bit later in, in that service, this gentleman that we had just spoken to walks up on the stage and he says, hey, welcome to Reunion Church. And he starts in with the part of the service that we have just kind of giving announcements and uh, prayer time. Sermon, he preaches, hear the worship. Uh, and then after that, I look at my wife. What do you think? I'm good. You're good. I'm good. We have never left and gone anywhere since then. That's where we became rooted. And I did not go in as a leader. I sat for about a year under the leadership of the church. I sang in a choir, went to Bible studies, did all of the things to interact with the community of the church. But I was led by the Holy Spirit that this is where we're supposed to be. And I'm not leaving. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything without his direction. I don't care how I feel. So when you're searching for a church and to be at different churches, it's not you don't like something and you move. When God says move, you move because now you have protection that is being protected by the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus. That is how it's supposed to be. Not for us to willy-nilly just get upset and throw our hands up and run to the next church without getting proper release from the church that we were at. Prior to all of this, I was properly released from each church that I left. I got the pastor's blessing so that when I show up at a church, if that pastor picked up the phone and called and asked about my family and I, they would be able to get a, an attendance record. They could get what they were about and how they interacted within the congregation, if so be that the pastor wanted to do so. That's and the I, leading of God, though. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, from there, you took on, you, you, you stayed the course and you waited for God to um, deliver you and place you where he wants you. Correct. Once you got placed, was it difficult for the transition into what, where you were really called? Or did you just fashion yourself the way God wants you immediately? Throughout that transition period, throughout those, those years, I still did within the churches that I was in, if I was asked to help with marriage counseling, and I, I consider it marriage coaching. coaching. If they're for me to coach a couple to come alongside of them and my wife to come alongside of them, we were led by the Holy Spirit and the leadership, seeing who we were and our heart's desire and what we have gone through to be able to impart the finite wisdom that we have to a couple and the Holy Spirit's infinite wisdom to help that couple along. We did as we were told. I, I did weddings. Uh, one of the gentlemen that worked for me in the company that I worked for in South Florida, I 
did his wedding. He worked, he was my employee and I went and did some coaching with he and his fiance and I did their wedding on the 18th hole of a golf course. And uh, my pastor had a, a couple that were getting married that the mother was a member of our congregation. They were relocating in Fort Lauderdale. And he said, uh, could you do the counseling and, and do the, the premarital tool? Here's the program that we use here at the church. And I went along and did that without a problem. So, and I didn't perform the wedding, but I took care of the, the, the coaching and the counseling piece. He took care of the wedding. So I've been involved as I was moving through the different churches whenever needed. If there was a need in the marriage ministry, they saw a need and they came to me. Yeah, I might've said, yes, this is what we do, but I was involved in the marriage ministry of each of those churches. So I, I was in a position that when, you know, breaking case of emergency, you call on Jesus and Jesus says, go talk to him if you're being led. And that's how I ended up completing that journey to get to where I am today. I want you to break marriage down for me in a very simple term. What is the definition of marriage? For me, my wife and I uh, started a ministry called One Marriage Ministry. And I'm going to make sure I don't mess it up. I'm going to read exactly what the mission statement is. Our commitment is the encouragement and strengthening of Christian marriage relationships between one man and one woman. We offer a biblical approach to what is supposed to happen within marriage. We take scripture from Genesis to Revelation and we extrapolate what is needed so that that couples understand what thus saith the Lord about the commitment necessary for the first thing that God ordained, which was marriage. The problem that that occurs when you talk about sin, you mentioned preaching sin and uh, redemption. Where does it all start from? The foundation in the beginning is where it all begins. We see it in the first chapter of Genesis. In the beginning, God created both the heavens and the earth. So it all starts with the foundation of God. So as a pastor, when I pastored, the same fervency of pastoring and studying and the show thyself approved goes for marriage as well and what we do with marriage. So I may be in the pulpit and I still do from time to time preach. It's, un- it's something that God has put in me. He just said pastoring, preaching and pastoring are two different things. A pastor does preach, but he is considered a preacher before a pastor if it's done biblically. Be able to tell God's word is an enormous thing. To have responsibility for a flock as a pastor is an enormous thing. To have responsibility for a husband and a wife and a family is a responsibility all unto itself that goes all the way back to Genesis, where it talks very, very clearly. A husband a man is supposed to leave his father and mother and he's supposed to cleave unto his wife. That doesn't change whether you're preaching or you're just teaching or what have you, because I am also a father. I'm also a husband, husband first, father second, keep things decently and in order in the way that God says that it needs to go out. And for me to be a pastor or for me to be a family minister or for me to be a Bible teacher 
a Bible student, all of those things come from what is said in Genesis from the beginning, because the first thing he ordained was marriage. The foundation of marriage is, is very, very clear. For example, I recently had a conversation with a young man while sitting on a golf course. Didn't know what he believed in or what have you. Over the 18 holes, I kind of was bantering back and forth because he was living with his girlfriend. Um, her mother said it was okay to move in with him because of COVID and all the things around it. And I made a statement. I said, what is the foundation if you decide that you want to get married? You say you want to get married. What is the foundation of your, your marriage going to be? And he said, family. And he said, you know, children. And I said, really? I said, so when your kids leave, that's your foundation. And they go off to live their lives. That was a part of your foundation. If you and your wife don't have a great relationship to create the family and it crumbles, that's your foundation. I said, what is the foundation? And he didn't understand what I meant. So at the 18th hole, right before we teed off on the 18th hole, finishing up the day, I said, the three-stranded cord that I was talking about to give you a foundation, and that foundation is Jesus, the three-stranded cord with a family in that unit, which is the husband and the wife, the mother and the father, along with Jesus, to bind yourself together in a strong cord. But the foundation, he said, whoa, 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 I'm Jewish. I said, okay, but I didn't hear in anything that you said that God was your foundation. Well, that's what I meant by family. I said, no, 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 no. Family can only take you so far. The foundation of your relationship has to be rooted in God, which is unchangeable, unchangeable. unmovable. Yes. yes. And if that is the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. That goes for marriages and that goes for uh, children. That goes for mothers and fathers because... A father gives his wife, his daughter away to be married. A husband, a man, has to leave his father and mother. So family is all gone. Now you've created a new unity based on the foundation that God said back in Genesis to create something. Out of man, he created woman, right? Um, while you're counseling, I am asking you this because... It may seem like it's not important, but it is important. Is there ever a time that you started to counsel a set of couple and um, you realize that counseling them, they're not ready for marriage? Do you really say you're not ready or do you send them on to get married and then deal with the consequences? <laughs>